machine get on up <laughs> good morning happy middle of the week welcome to love babs love talk on babs rose ivy it's uh wednesday and it looks gorgeous out it's about let me what's the what's the weather my 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 desktop used to tell me the weather i don't know what's happening maybe if i click on it it'll give me some give me some weather i think it's gorgeous out Oh no, that's not it. <laughs> okay, let me, let me. I thought that was a. I thought that was a cloud icon. It wasn't. It's my uh, OneDrive icon. It looks like a cloud. Sixty-six degrees. Ooh, it's sixty-six degrees and sunny. The high today is seventy-nine. <sighs> Summer is leaving us. <laughs> Wait. It, it was 56 this morning. That's why my fan didn't cut on. So it's going to be in the 60s for the next few days, you know, for the rest of the week until next week in the mornings. So that's, I mean, that's good. That's good walking weather. That's good workout weather. That's, you know, it's all the things. Uh, I'm headed to Martha's Vineyard uh, next weekend for the, for the uh, Martha's Vineyard Jazz Festival. And uh, I'm looking forward to that. I love, you know, Martha's Vineyard. I don't care what people say. They can say whatever they want. I, I love going there. When I get on the island and I start walking, I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm here. And I know it's full of people, but it's full of blackity black people. Although I do see some white folks, but it's mostly, it's 90% black people. I love it. And I, I don't even eat around town too much because it's challenging. But when I do, I find, you know, I find places to, to eat so and uh, get me a good fish sandwich so anyway uh listen this is the weather and uh it's gonna be a, a, another perfect day yesterday was gorgeous we sat out on the porch for a good minute hung out for a little bit uh so as as we speak saturday this saturday i won't be there this saturday on martha's vineyard the sankofa oak bluffs library uh, a celebration of African-American literature and culture is uh, having a contemporary authors panel and uh, Victoria Christopher Murray, my soror and friend and her co-writer, uh, Rashonda Tate Billingley, Tiffany Warren and Renee Daniel Flegler uh, is having a conversation that's gonna be uh, moderated by the NAACP president, uh, Tony Kaufman. So so if you're, if you're on the vineyard, so this weekend uh, you, you might want to check this out and uh i you know it's nice you know it's uh it's one of these nice things that you know giving you some culture and some relax and it's relaxed so you know it's, not, it's one of these things you don't have to dress up and it's nice to you know 
uh, you know, if you don't want to dress up, uh, the vineyard is the, the place to be. I mean, people, people are stylish. Don't get me wrong. All that money. People are very stylish. But if you don't feel like, you know, pumps and that whole vibe, Martha's Vineyard is very relaxed. Even to church, you know, it's very relaxed. So I'm just saying. Uh, I'm just saying. It's very relaxed. I love going there. I love going there because I just like being around Black people. You know, it's like the majority of the people are Black people. And it's just a nice feeling to just be amongst Black people. You know, and I'm not saying I don't like being around white people. That's not it. I was just in Maine. And Maine is 88% white. <laughs> 88%. Uh, I mean, it's just white people everywhere. Um, but it's just nice to go someplace where you can just exhale. Do you know what I mean? I, I, it's, that's a hard thing. I don't know if it's hard to explain, but it's just, it's just we get to exhale a little bit and be someplace and just be people, you know? We just being people who are black at the vineyard. And I, and I, can't, I can barely hear people's criticism of the vineyard because people do criticize, you know? Oh, I thought the inkwell was gonna be better. Better than what? Like what? It's a sliver of a beach. It's a whole, it's, you know, it's the whole beach, but, you know, back in the day, this was the part of the beach that black people were relegated to. So it just, so it became sacred space. You can go on any part of the beach. It doesn't matter, like, no one is going to mess with you, you know. And then there's all other parts of the island to explore. If it's an island, you could just drive around and see stuff, you know. Go to Vineyard Haven, shop, you know. So I'm just, you know, it's that kind of vibe. So I, I love going to the vineyard because I just like, you know, I just like being black and beautiful with other black and beautiful people. You know, that's all. That's it. I don't, I don't, I don't have another, I don't have no other, uh, I don't have any other uh, thoughts about it other than that. You know, that I just like being black and beautiful with black and beautiful people. That's a, it's a wonderful thing. So at 10, 10 15, I got the uh, Leap Summer Program people coming on, you know. Uh, and I guess they want to, you know, they want to sing their praises about the summer program. You know, it's a longstanding tried and true program. Um, and, uh, and we see the babies, and you know what they do? They get around the city on the buses and they walk and all that. So kids get a real, there's a generation of kids who know this city better than their parents know this city because they were in leap walking around and catching buses. And I think that is truly, 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 truly exceptional in a city. Because, you know, so often everybody wants to like put kids on a bus and bus and bus and bus, you know, uh, you know, a chartered bus. But a city bus where they get to interact with other humans in their cities is a big thing. It's a beautiful thing. So, uh, so yeah, so they're, they're going to be at 1015. They're going to chat me up a little bit. Tomorrow, uh, one of these days, tomorrow, Friday, I'm talking to uh, Susan Clinard. Uh, Linda Mickens and not Shonda Holloway because Shonda has to work. Shonda has a job. But anyway, they they're having an exhibit opening at City Gallery uh, on Saturday. And so I'm excited because I get to 
talk to them before this opening because I want to know about this collaboration. How did they get together? Like, what was they sitting at a bar and said, "Hey, you know what we should do?" I mean, they're three of the most talented, three of the three of three of the most talented artists we have uh, coming out of New Haven, out of Connecticut, and their stuff is just stunningly gorgeous, right? Just thought provoking, you know, not just beautiful but thought provoking, and 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 this gives you pause. Just gives you pause. And I think art ought to be arresting like that. Like, even if you hate it, you have to be like, wow, this made me feel some kind of way, even if it's hatred. Now, I'm not suggesting Linda, Susan, or Shonda's, any of their work is going to inspire that. No, I, I don't think you walk away feeling feeling hatred of any sort, unless it's unless you feel hatred of the conditions that a piece arouses. Do you know what I mean? Like Linda has a, a, a piece with the, uh, it's a huge piece. And, and she had it on display at the Creative Arts Workshop last fall, where there's a woman holding a gun with nail with nail hair. And it was just, it was just so many, it just conjured up so many thoughts and feelings, you know. And uh, as Susan Klinner just removed her piece from Possible Futures books, Bookstore, where, you know, everybody could write what's on their mind, hearts, and desires and pin it to this form. It's huge, like a person, big. Um, and uh, and it was, some of it was quite painful to read. I, I sifted through some and some of it, a lot of it was quite painful. There's a, there's a great deal of loneliness in the world. And y'all hear me talk about loneliness all the time. And people were lonely and people were in marriages and relationships and in families, and they are lonely, 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 lonely. So anyway, so Susan Klinart's uh, just, you know, it's one of these things where we see and don't see, you know what I mean? Like that piece, that's that, that big piece of interactive sculpture. Sculpture was, it challenged you to, to see it. And then when you read some of the, the ribbons, you're like, okay. And I don't think people know what to do when they read things that challenge them. I don't, I think it paralyzes them a little bit. You know, and, and and really, if you just stand there and say a prayer, that might go a long way, you know, might go a long way. So anyway, and then Shonda Holloway's work is just gorgeous. I mean, she gifted me a piece that's hanging in my kitchen right now. So I have a piece of Susan Clenard's work. And I have a uh, I have an angel um, that I was gifted from. Uh, from Linda, I actually. Uh, I think this is my second one. The first one she gave me was a red one that looks like a Delta. And she just gave it to me because I met her one time and she gifted it to me. So, uh, and I think this is the one I got from the from the community. I think I have two, but it might be three. <laughs> I think this is the one I bought. I think this is the one I bought. And I think the first one she gave me was the one she gave me because she met me and she liked my spirit. And then the third one I got, from the from the from the from uh possible futures and just one of the community people you know that they were honoring community people it was really you know getting awards is really strange and and i love gifts so but anyway so anyway so my goal is i told linda every time my money permitting every time i see an angel of her somewhere i'm gonna buy one so i have like a whole bunch because i mean can you not understand how to decorate your house with this beauty. I mean, I just have her hanging here because one, she's purple. And two, 
because it just makes me happy. And she's got sparkly wings, you know. So anyway, I'm going to have them on um, tomorrow or Friday. And uh, I'll see them tonight at a party. Uh, so I'm going to a party. I'm not going to say whose party because I don't want y'all showing up at people's party uninvited. Not that you would, but I'm just saying. Uh, it's not a community party like that. It's a, I, I was invited to come to this party. So I'm going to this party tonight and I'll see them and then I'll square up a date. So do you know, it has been 90 days since I've been 60. I turned 60 on May 2nd, 2023. It's been 90 days. I'm 60, 90 days. It's It's weird. I love it. I don't know why. I don't know. I don't, you know, I, I tell you, to, to think about 60 is fascinating to me because I, I so I so enjoy it. But I, I was being very reflective this morning. I was, you know, I wake up at about, I don't know, sometimes I wake up at ridiculous hours, four or five o'clock in the morning. And and I like that time of day because I get to be very, very leisurely. Do you know what I mean? Like I like to like get up and just like experience the 5 a.m., 4 a.m. before the sun comes up. Because I think once the sun comes up, it's I'm up, it's done, right? But I like that time, that that early morning is not quite, it's still dark and it's moody and, you know, it just feels like jazz to me. And so, uh, so I was up and I was thinking this morning about, uh, you know, all the things that I had, I had said to myself for 60 that I wanted to be doing by now. And, and and this is this is a neither here nor there. This not this does not beg for accolades or 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 shoring up. It's just I I, I was I had some high ideals for this moment, and and I've not attained them. And 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 I this not a this is not a beat up. It's just it's just a reminder that uh, words are spells, and if you allow them to be magic uh, and you, you walk into them, then you walk into them. So, so I think what I'm saying is I'm going to spend, I'm going to take this day and write out what I said I wanted to do, which I didn't do in Marrakesh. I didn't write this out. I just sort of spoke it into the universe, but I think you have to speak things and write them down. I think I think you have to speak them and write them down. So I'm gonna I'm gonna do that. 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 So, uh, so yeah, I I I just been I just feel some kind of way. I just I don't know. I'm, I and I know why. I, I'm not I'm not trying to be evasive. That's not it. I'm just I don't have the real clarity. Oh, I think I have the real clarity. I just don't want to talk about it. I have to write it down. Let me let me let me move through it, and uh, and see where I am in in, in thirty days. Because I, I feel I'm feeling some kind of tension. Not I'm not unhappy. It's not unhappiness. I'm happy with my life, but there are things I I think because I'm anxious and I want to be further along, and I want to be more confirmed in some things. And I don't know what that is. I mean, that that might still be just remnants of an A personality. Do you know what I mean? Like I work hard at not being an A personality. I work hard at being very sort of with the flow, you know, cause I could be, I could be, uh, yeah. I've achieved a great deal in my life and I, and I know how to achieve things. So, and I'm trying to, uh, 
move a little differently in this part. You know, I'm always thinking about, I have more time behind me than I do in front of me. And so when you have more time behind you, you sort of, you you could see where the pitfalls were, or you could see the things that you were like, mm, that doesn't serve me anymore. I don't want that, you know, you know. And then I was trying to think, and I was trying to think about, am I, am I lacking? What, am, what, what do I think that I'm lacking at this place? And I, I was hard pressed to think about that because <laughs> I was like, I, I don't think I'm lacking anything. I have so much romance in my life and so much goodwill and so much friendship that I, I can't, I, I, I don't, I can't even claim loneliness or any of that. Like I can't, I can't claim it. I have no anxiety whatsoever about a damn thing. I got some bills that are due, but th even that's not, I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to allow that. You know, it's, it might be annoying, but it doesn't cause any anxiety. So I think, I think that's, I, I, I'm just, I'm just in on the 90 day mark of 60, you know, that I'm, I'm, I'm stepping into 60. And I feel it, like I just feel different. It's not an old thing, it's not a young, it's not even any of that. It's a it's an honest to God difference of where I was 90 days ago and where I am right now. Do you know what I mean? Like it's different. So I don't know. I'm not Mitch McConnell. I'm not Donald Trump, damn it. <laughs> Huh? I'm not none of that. None of those crazy people. I'm 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 pretty I'm I'm Babs Rose Ivy, bitch. <laughs> Borrow, borrowing some some fun from uh the late uh, uh Rick James. <laughs> yeah. So so you know it's funny because I, I there's a poem um that's up by uh Scars and Secrets, and it says she silently stepped out of the race that she never wanted to be in, found her own lane, and proceeded to win. I think that's that's more to my more to my thinking, my liking. You know, I think that's more to my uh I think that's more to my liking. So and uh that's where we are. And uh, uh, there's a piece up in the New Haven Independent about ocean management and how they are, they bought up all these properties and now they're dumping them for lower than what they, lower than what they paid for them. I don't know. Oh no, they're selling them well above the prices that it paid, you know? So they, I mean, I don't know. There's got to be some kind of, taking around some kind of stopgap around people doing that kind of thing. And I, I'm not suggesting that we try to make businesses and corporations and people who do this kind of work care. I mean, we, we hope that it would be nice, but they don't care. Um, and, and we can't be surprised because they don't care. So what can we do instead? So I know I, I digressed. I mean, I jumped, jumped off my, own reflection to think about that but it just came up and i saw it so you know anyway it's wednesday and uh it's uh it's beautiful 
day. So I'm not in this picture. Oh, because I wasn't there that day. That's why I'm not in that picture. Okay. I was there the following day. Huh. All right. Just going along with the stuff. So I don't know what's going on in the news. I haven't checked yet. I will get to it. I just know it's a lovely day outside. Uh, I'm going to take a look, see what's happening. Uh, I'm going to go, let me go check out the, you know what I like to do? I like to check out the independent site. Oh, Harry, the lead people are coming. Um, the, the, the lead people are coming at 10, at 10, 15, just, just so you know. So you, so you're not, um, I don't know if I put that in the, I put that into you this morning. So I enjoyed the conversation I had yesterday with uh, Dr. Keisha Winston. Uh, that was, she was interesting, you know, and she talked, you know, she, I, I like being able to talk credit credibly about this whole hot cannabinoid cannabis vibe that overtaking states, you know, uh, I don't know. I, I just, uh, the, uh, the tides will change yet again. You know, I, I tell you what, though, I'm, I'm more concerned about artificial intelligence. I got a, I got a notice, uh, on my in my app, in my my app store saying there's um there's an a, a, AI the 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 ch chat for Facebook or whatever it is. And I was like, oh, it's a coming. I don't, I'm not ready to embrace a AI fully, although it's here. And I'm not suggesting people shouldn't. I'm just suggesting I'm gonna slow walk to it. You know. Oh, I know it was an AI like a like a search. So I guess it's like Google for artificial intelligence. I'm going to stick with Google for a moment. But I guess you could ask AI anything and it could answer. I don't know. It just freaks me out. I just think they're going to go very, very far with AI. And 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 we're not going to be able to... Th there will be no choices to, to back out or to stop gap. I, I don't think so. I don't... I don't uh, I just don't think we'll be able to get out the way, you know. It's just a little unsettling to me. It, I just, I'm just unsettled by it. I don't know if anybody else is, you know. Listen, I see this whole thing. Look, robot manicures and eyelash extensions, how AI is attracting new beauty industry. I, I just don't, I think it's becoming... I just can't stop thinking about um, Skynet and Terminator. I just can't stop thinking about that. Every time I see some new use, some new infil infiltration of AI capabilities, I'm just saying. And I think uh, we're not going to be able to, uh, we're not going to be able to turn around. I mean, we're just not. You know, and I know, and I know that people who are like, oh, this is the, the technology. Oh, 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 oh. And I know, I know. I've had these conversations with people, particularly people who, who are digital artists. 
They love this pin, this, 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 they love it. You know, they love, love, love it. But I just feel like, hmm, I, I just, I just, I, I think my, my, my stance is still, we need some ethicists in the room. <laughs> I need, I need some ethicists in the room. I need some ethicists to, to have strong opinions and guide and direct. I, I just feel like that. Cause I just feel like if we do not, we, we're going to find ourselves in a very complicated place. And uh, it just bothers me. So I'm just, I'm not against science. I'm not against technology. That's really what I'm going to say. I'm not against technology. I love, I love technology. I'm fascinated by technology. All the things that make us better and efficient. And, you know, I, I like that stuff. But I also know in the hands of the dastardly, then it will be problematic. I mean, Oppenheimer is Oppenheimer. The film is is I think a a, a a good message for that. And you know, we could uh, uh, we we gotta we gotta harken back to a time and see what the lessons really are. You know, I don't know. Maybe maybe I maybe. I, listen, I'm not. I'm not saying I'm not going with the flow. I'm not that's not what I'm saying. But I, I do think healthy discourse is warranted in these moments, and I need people to be having them. You know, not not that fiery. Oh, you're stupid. Uh, uh. No, but a, some pushback and push pull kind of conversations about. Okay, what does this mean? What are the ramifications? What do we get to think about moving forward? You know, is there a line that gets crossed? Will we recognize it? Will we recognize we cross the line before we go too far down the garden path? You know, that's the thinking. I mean, I, I want to do that kind of critical thinking. So anyway, that's all, all for that. So high five, uh, Modern Pizza. They got the... Uh, they were uh, named um, Pizza Today's Pizzeria of the Year. So, uh, so traces his roots back to 1930s when uh, when Tonya Pizza opened its State Street location. So high five, because uh, you know we have pizza wars in this town. Friendly, friendly pizza wars. And I'm always asking people to take a side, like pick a side, pick, pick your, pick your pizza, <laughs> pick your pizza, you know, don't sweat. And, uh, oh, did anybody win the, uh, the mega, mega millions, billions? I bought a ticket. I think I bought a ticket in Connecticut. So I don't know. Oh, no one matched all the numbers on Tuesday. Holy cow. Seven, seven winners got five numbers and we'll take home a million dollars each at, you know, 
once you take the taxes, it won't be a million dollars. One person in Texas got five numbers and had opted to add on the megaplier. So they got $4 million uh, and more than half people picked only the bonus ball correctly and won $2. So Tuesday's prize was $1.1 billion. Was the fourth largest mega million jackpot ever and the sixth largest in U.S. lottery history. The jackpot has been building since April, and there have been no mega million jackpot winners in 30 consecutive drawings since the grand prize was last won on April 18. So players must match, you know, all five numbers plus the mega mega ball number to win the jackpot. So the previous four one billion mega million jackpots were won in 2018. 2021, 2022, and January 2023. So uh, Mega Millions is played in 45 states, Washington, D.C., and the U.S. Virgin Islands. And the tickets are $2 for one play. So the next drawing, people, is Friday, August 4 at 11 p.m. Check my damn tickets. (laughs) See if I want $2. And then I'm going to go buy some more tickets. I still got scratches I got to deal with. Wow. Okay. I don't, now I always, I always kind of know what I would do with a million dollars. I don't know what I would do with a billion dollars. That might be, that might be a challenge. I might have to really get ghosts. I go build my house in Kigali. Ain't nobody coming to Africa. (laughs) The press, the paparazzi not going to follow me to Africa. They just not. I'm like I'll be safe there. I'll be safe. I'll be like I live out my days in Africa, unless you know Africans get crazy. And listen, I don't think they're above it. So, <laughs> so we'll we'll see what happens. I'm gonna buy me some tickets. This is this is some good some good fever. So I see people, I, but I'm not gonna spend a fort like I, I'm not buying fifty dollars worth of lottery tickets. I'm just not doing it. And it's not because I think it's above me or I'm I'm above it. No, I just I just don't want to give away my money like that at a chance. And I get it. It's a good chance. But, you know, and, and, and to all you people out there who say, you know, to all these these, uh, you know, all these people who say, oh, you have a you have a better chance of getting hit by space debris or getting uh, snatched up by aliens and. Or you have a better chance of getting hit by a train or lightning. You know how many people got struck by lightning? You know how people have been hit by space debris? You know how many people <laughs> who have been alien abducted? So I think to those people, I think y'all need to shut up. Because somebody's going to win. You know, it doesn't matter how small or big the chances. It's exciting. I find it exciting. Do you find it exciting? I find it exciting. So I'm, I'm, I'm throw my hat in. I'll probably buy like, I, ch- I try to buy like four tickets because it represents my four children. That's, that's how I buy my tickets. I buy four. That's it. So we'll see what happens. Maybe that'd be, that's it. Maybe since I told it, it might make it, make it become, you know, might be luckier. I don't know. I have no idea. I just, I don't know. So I know uh, I'll do the best I can. Anyway, when or not, I still got to be doing what I'm doing. Thanks for tuning in to 103.5 WNHH. You know, we live streaming across the New Haven Independent and YouTube and 
Facebook and I, I Harry, are we calling are we saying X? We're not saying Twitter anymore, right? You're saying X. <laughs> saying X. So we're live streaming across X. <laughs> so thanks for thanks for tuning in. Thanks for, and, and and to all the people who listen to us around the world, you know, Russia. We haven't I haven't forgotten about you, Russians. I know you're listening. I have not forgotten about you. I have not forgotten about you people down under. Thanks for listening. I know it's one or two of y'all tune in because you like Western foolishness. And here I am. Um, so uh, to all the other people who listen in other places, uh, thanks. I appreciate you. And, you know, you can weigh in if you want. Just keep it classy because I, I don't play that mess. I, and I'm not afraid. So don't don't come over here talking about no mess to me because i will i will clap back um i don't got no problems i don't got I, fcc be damned i don't got no problems <laughs> so uh that's all I'm, that's all i got to say that's all i'm gonna say that's all i'm gonna say that's all i'm gonna say, I'm all I'm gonna say. so uh what is coming up there's some stuff coming up uh last night we was hanging out on the porch which is always a good time and had uh ife's culturally lit team and um Juanita and her culture at AF team they were just working away getting ready for uh the Fred Hampton breakfast which is August 30th it's going to be such a good time and uh in homage Fred Hampton would have been 75 years old Se 75 years old had he lived he was cut down at 21 the police killed him at 21 but he would be 75 August 30th which is amazing. I didn't realize he was that, you know, I mean, I'm, he's 15 years older than me. So 15 years older than me. So, wow. Um, that, and then, um, you know, Elm City Lit Fest is coming up uh, and it's just around the corner. So it's always a good time. Always a good time. So something to look forward to. So we've got stuff going on coming up um, that people can sort of hang their hat on. And uh, I, I love a town that is cold. And then uh, uh, the Audubon Festival coming up that that um, the Arts Council is throwing with all the other arts serving organizations in Audubon Square. So that'll be fun. Um, so get yourself ready to go hang out and be a part of that looking forward to that so and uh the arts council has news to announce but i don't think i can announce it just yet but there's news to announce so stay tuned uh, i'm excited we we picked a leader and uh, i think people will be pleased as pie with who who we've chosen so with that said uh that's where we are so so stay tuned and if you're not part of the Arts Council, go join it. It's for, it's free. Uh, just go join the Arts Council and, and get on our, our, uh, our emailing list so you can stay up on the lady, latest happenings. You know, there's, there's a lot of good happenings. You know, uh, a lot of good happenings. And, uh, you know. about it so you can know what's going on so you don't have to be stopping me 
And then it was happening. How do you know? Uh, vibrant, vibing in the park. Oh, this is pretty cool. Vibing in the park. Hampton is really trying to become a little cultural destination. Vibing in the park, August 12th. Uh, Saturday, August 12th, 2 to 8, Town Center Park. Uh, great food, great music, great vibes. So they got a, they got, well, they got a little Caribbean kind of thing happening. Uh, MC Slay is going to be the host. Uh, the Jenna Roots Band, DJ Fire, uh, Ms. Maddie Lou. Uh, so they're going to be celebrating, vibing in the park, celebrating Caribbean culture. Get it in. Well, I wonder if uh, a certain Jamaican hairstylist and glam captain had a hand in this. <laughs> it just might be true. So this is cool. Somebody got to send me this vibing in the park thing. Send it to me. I want to... Uh, I want to wrap it in the in the in the paper. Cause that looks that looks hella cool. Cool, cool, cool. I know who I need to talk to. I know who I need to talk to. Uh, so I had friends who went to uh to the Beyonce concert in Mass last night. And people I, listen, I, I love the way people sort of dress up for her concert. They are all about that sparkly Renaissance life. <laughs> I, I, you know what, my nerves for that kind of concert experience is very, very um, limited. I, I can't do it unless I'm right there in front of her. I can't be up in the mix like that. That's because I'm old. I always have to go to the bathroom. So, uh, uh, and, uh, so, 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 no. I only the only way I only way I could go to a Beyonce concert is if I'm in the VIP section right there off to the into the front or the side where I could just watch her and without a whole without and roped off. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, but that's just that's where I'm at. That's where I'm at. So I'm I'm thinking about it. I'm just I'm thinking about it. But no. <laughs> I'm thinking about it, but not not hard enough to go get tickets. <laughs> but I know people who love her. I love her too. So people were having a good time. And uh they went. Uh, quite a few people I know went because I saw all the pictures and the videos. Um, you know, and uh, people were dressed, some people weren't dressed, but it was a nice, it looked like it was a nice night, it looked like it was a good time, it looked like people were having a good time. You know, I love that her daughter is performing with her. You know, talk about take your daughter to work day. <laughs> you know, talk about uh, talk about take your daughter to work. Oh my god. That is some work for you. He's like, all right. Um, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. So, but go ahead. We could do it. You know, is LA like the leaders in vegan restaurants? They're just open. I just saw this post where, um, uh, uh, 
and the West African restaurant opens in LA. And uh, oh, well, the same people that opened up some ones in in uh, New York. Maybe I'll maybe I'll make a list of all the vegan restaurants in New York and just go go to them. This looks really really good. I'd go to you know what? It's called Ubuntu, which y'all you know you know what Ubuntu means. You know, I for you, you for me, we together kind of stuff. Uh, uh, so uh, it's a plant based restaurant inspired by West African flavors and the first West Coast outpost helmed by. Chef Shinari Greens Freeman of the New York's Cadence. Oh, see, I don't know Cadence. So now I got to make a beeline to Cadence in uh, New York. Now I got to go look it up and see what's happening. I like this idea. So it opens, I guess, today on Melrose in, uh, in West Hollywood. Whoa, this looks incredible. The menu, the cocktails, yikes. Uh, oh my God, I would go right there. Okay, so now I got to look up Cadence because why not? And then, I, and then I have to go eat there. Oh, she's a black woman, executive chef, um, Shanari Freeman. She's a, she's a, a 2022 James Beard Award semifinalist. Oh, she's beautiful too. Oh, I don't know where her restaurant is. Where is, the, is this? Is this the uh, the new one? And then she got they got signature cocktails, and then they got uh by by Colin Asar Apia, and incorporate African ingredients and herbs, and then a library of exclusively black owned wines. Hot dog. Okay, I you know I gotta get there. So now I gotta go look up Cadence because now I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued because I'm sure some of that. Some of that, uh, some of that vibe is a uh, uh, offshoot of the New York vibe. So I have to find this. <sighs> Cadence, New York, vegan soul. Okay, so this is 100% plant-based Southern soul. Oh Lord, I've got to get there. It's on 111 East Seventh Street in Manhattan. How come I don't know this? Mm, I'm following her now. And then I'm gonna make my way there. Oh, I'm it might be time to uh it might be time to make my way to uh to New York. I haven't been there for an eat out. And it looks pretty there. Oh, all right. They have a menu. Holy cow. Yeah, it's time for me to get there. Wow. And it's a, uh, it's a, uh, it's vegan. I, I like when I could go to a restaurant that's decadent and vegan because you feel fancy. Do you know what I mean? Like you feel, it feels fancy. It doesn't feel like, you know, you go to some of these little places and it's like, you know, so earthy and, I mean, not earthy, but like, bohemian gyps, hips, hipster kind of hippie kind of stuff uh, but I, I I like uh I like a little upscale kind of look at us we're fancy we're fancy so I, I like that so 
Oh wait, what is this? I'm trying to figure out all the all the things because I guess they're part of a group, and so there's like all these. Ugh, that's not what I want. Well, anyway, I'll figure it out. I'll find it. It'll 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 show up. I hope. I I want to see. Let me see. So it says venues, cadence. Cadence is a plant-based restaurant with Southern Soul executive chef Shinari Freeman taps into her Virginia upbringing and vegan ethos and spotlights Southern food ways and soul food through the lens of health and sustainability. Our kitchen is not only vegan, it's also organic and entirely soy-free. Hot dog. Wow. Wow. I just want to see a menu. Okay. Ooh. Fried green tomatoes. Okay, that's all the salad. Potato salad. Jerk mac and cheese. This is this is all vegan. Oh God, it's gonna it scares me. Because you know, when I see when I see a bechamel, a bechamel sauce and parmesan cheddar, I'm like, this is vegan, right? Maple buttermilk, cornbread, golly, collard green wraps. Palm cake, biscuits and grits. See, I would go just for the biscuits and gravies. I don't care for grits, but I'm sure they're probably really, really good grits. Buffalo oyster mushrooms, fried oyster mushrooms and waffles. Jesus Christ. With a lavender maple buffalo sauce. Can you just imagine that? And then they got a Southern fried lasagna. A red wine bolognese pine and nut ricotta and spinach jesus christ and they got a cobbler what they open every day five to eleven. Oh, oh i'm so going there i'm just gonna have to make a i just have to make a date i have to make a date oh i'm just gonna have to make a date i'm just gonna have to make a date <laughs> Woo-wee. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm a foodie. I, I am such a foodie. And, and to have stuff that's vegan, it just flips me out all the time. And to have it upscale vegan, right? Like, you know, like fancy vegan. Like, I love fancy. I want to be someplace fancy. Oh, I see Southern Fried Lasagna. I get it, I get it. So they have a picture. So I'm on the Instagram page now so I can see everything. I was already following them, but I wasn't getting their post. Oh my gosh, fried green tomatoes. I have a thing for tomatoes. I love heirloom tomatoes. You know, uh, but anybody that can mess around with vegan soul food, look at that cobbler. Yikes. And then they got a potato salad. Now I have to try the potato salad because, you know, I'm such a potato salad snob. And the fact that she got some dill in there makes me happy because I think dill is the key. To potato salad that's why we like a lot of mustard in it a lot of mustard you know a paprika because it gives it that that tanginess and potatoes can take it oh i love it i love it i love it oh my god i am so it, you know the problem with me would be going there and just trying to order like one entree like i'd have to go with my friends and they all have to order different stuff and then we have to like taste 
You know what I'm saying? We have to do that. Like, let's just order a bunch of stuff. See, that's why I need to win the billion dollars. So that I could just like, hey, let's just go and just order stuff and just pass it around. And then whatever we like, we get more of it. <laughs> you can see, you can see, you can see where my fatness comes from, right? <laughs> Do you see? Do you see? Do you see my problemo? Do you see it? Like, let's just order everything, and then we all just taste, 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 and then we just get more of something that we want, right? If there's something more that we want, we just get it, and it's all vegan, so I could do, so I could just be there happy and not afraid. Oh my god, I don't even know. I don't even know where I would start. I would definitely do stuff that I don't ordinarily get anyway. Do you know what I mean? Like. I, and, and those those collard green, uh, I mean, they just everything just looks good. Woo! And then you know you get cocktails, or you or you uh, or you uh, you know, get some wine and you just go for it. It looks beautiful. I would, oh, these waffles look amazing. So fried oyster mushrooms and waffles. So that's like a play on chicken and waffles. I'm sorry. I'm. I'm. I, I. It's like I'm not even on the radio. It's just I'm just fangirling over their Instagram account. So it's Cadence, C A D N C E uh, dot New York on the Instagram. So uh, go and see what I see. I'm. I'm not kidding you. That waffle looks amazing. You get you a plant based dish and a glass of wine. So that's what I mean. I. 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 We have to order a bunch of stuff. Where do you celebrate your birthday in your 30s? Damn that. Watch how you do it when you're 60 at Cadence. Watch me. That looks amazing. Palm cake. So it's chickpeas, heart of palm, chipotle aioli, slaw. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm with it. So it looks beautiful. And it's not like it's a whole bunch of food. So you could really just make everything like a tasteable kind of experience. And the cocktails look beautiful. So I, yeah, I, I could really, they got some fried okra, which I love okra. You know, you would think I, as a chef, I would cook more and be like all excited, but I don't. So <laughs> I, don't, I don't, although yesterday, and we're about to take a break in a minute. Yesterday I came home because I've been wanting, I've been having a taste for something. So I came home and I made penne pasta with a beautiful red sauce and some uh, vegan sausages and, um, you know, oregano, all the stuff. And and I, um, some sourdough bread, buttered it, sprinkled a little garlic. It was great. Rubbed some garlic on it. It was great. I was all set. I got my wine. I'm going outside. I'm sitting it down. I'm ready. I'm about to plug my phone into the charger. I got my book. I'm ready. I knocked my food over. I knocked my plate over. I, you know, it was that moment where he's just like, you just want to cry. You just want to cry. So, so, so a sausage and a piece of pasta fell on my foot. So I ate that. I didn't need anything else off because everything else fell on the rug and on my, my sandals. <laughs> And, you know, animals are on my porch all the time. I'm not eating nothing off that rug. I'm getting a new rug, by the way. 
the exact same rug, but a new one. Because uh, Colleen Shaddix is, has that same rug that she's been using in her house. And she's letting it go. So she's giving it to me. So I'm getting a new rug. <laughs> the same rug, but a cleaner version for the porch. Yay! Because it's time for this rug to go. You know, it's, this, this rug is icky. I was going to try to clean it. And I was like, there's no point to that. So it's got to go. So now I wish the Christmas tree shops was open. Cause you know, I would get, I would get an underneath rug to put on to uh, outdoor underneath rug to go underneath the new rug that's coming. Cause I think both these rugs got to go now. Cause you know, animals and cats, you know, come and piss up on your porch, marking the territory. And every so often I have to go and spray down stuff to get rid of it and keep them off. And then it wears off. Then I got to do it all again. You know, it's a vicious cycle. Um, so anyway, what was I saying? Oh, I'll be back. I'll be back with Leap for the summer program. Stay tuned. Hi, this is Babs Rawls Ivy from New Haven, Connecticut, and you're listening to WNHHLP 103.5 FM, streaming live at newhavenindependent.org. Southern Connecticut basketball coach Scott Burrell, born right here in New Haven. I won an NBA championship with the Chicago Bulls, so I know a great defense is a game changer. That's why I support New Haven's Health Department's Take a Shot campaign to help defend teens against meningitis. Whatever your post-high school life is, take a shot now and help keep yourself, your friends, and your family safe and healthy. For more information, visit nhbbax.org. While COVID may not stop a baby's heart, isn't a child with a rising fever, cough, and chills enough to make your heart skip a beat? Children are 19% of reported COVID cases with higher rates in Hispanic and Black children. Vaccinated six months to five-year-olds are 80% less likely to get COVID, which means 80% healthier New Haven one-year-olds and 100% happier New Haven parents. To learn more, visit nhbvax.org. Won't you sing? Busting loose, baby, do you sing? 
Music, you know, ain't nothing wrong with that. Happy, happy Wednesday. Back to the second hour of Love Babs Love Talk on Babs Rolls Ivy. I'm delighted this morning because I got the, the Leap Summer summer program people on today. Hey, Jesse Delia, and hello, L. Eden. How are y'all? Good morning. Good morning. I'm doing well. Thanks for uh, having us on the show this morning. I'm glad to have y'all. You know, Leap is tried and true. Y'all been around a long time. Yeah, quite quite some time. Um, you know, I myself uh, started out as a counselor when I first moved to uh, Connecticut. Uh, so having the opportunities to uh, be a part of LEAP in different capacities over the years, been pretty cool uh, just to see the organization continue to grow um, over the years. And uh, always busy, got a lot going on. So, hey, Jesse, un- unmute yourself so you can get in this conversation. Good morning, yeah, un- unmute yourself. I think it's a time I hear you. I'll just talk to you. Happy to be on this morning. Good to see you. I'm glad. So, uh, so what year are we in for leap? Oh, y'all are together. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so that's why I'm hearing this. I can hear both of you. Okay. (laughs) So, how long has the summer program been going? Because this is one of the best summer summer uh, serving summer youth serving programs in the in the in the city. Yeah, are you asking uh, like the inception, nineteen ninety two? Yeah, like how far? Yeah. How long? How long ago? How long ago? Yeah, nineteen ninety two. Uh, you know, Leap was founded uh, by Hen- uh, Henry Fernandez and some other folks uh, locally. And I've had Henry on a couple of times. 
Yeah, Henry's a great guy. He's a great leader uh, for the organization. And uh, 1992 till now, 2020, uh, 2023, uh, just continue to grow, thriving. Um, I remember when I was a counselor, we were kind of spread out, uh, New London, um, Waterbury. Uh, but now that everything is kind of centralized in uh, New Haven, uh, including the uh, reopening of the uh, aquatics uh, pool in um, 2014, is just seeing Lee do some really wonderful things over the years. A lot of uh, young folks learning how to swim. Uh, if you have a group now that are down in uh, DC, uh, visiting, get some experience uh, traveling out of uh, Connecticut. Um, but yeah, all in all, since 1992. Okay. All right. So how how what are the age ranges? Like, where do you, where do you start with? Like, if I, I my kids are grown, so I'm out of the leap game. So how what do you what do, what do parents do? Where do they start? Yeah, so uh, the, for the for children's program, there are a couple <laughs> couple couple uh, areas for children's program, uh, seven uh, to twelve uh, for that particular program. The groups are seven to eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, and then the leaders in training would be your middle school and early high school students, thirteen to fifteen. Uh, so these folks get a lot of training opportunities to become counselors in the future. So they do work. Uh, closely, um, like the 15 and 14 year olds closely with the uh, younger kids. And then the 13 year olds aspire to be those counselors as well. And then you have the 16 to about 24 age po uh, population where uh, there are high school students and college students who really lead the multi-tier uh, mentoring program to kind of, you know, channel that down, you know, big brother, big sister, essentially to, you know, teach kids. Um, those in college uh, can help uh, aspire kids who want to, uh, you know, gravitate to college after high school. Um, just an awesome program. But when you look at youth development as a whole, probably seven, actually five, because the swim program takes uh, kids in who are five. So from five to 24, that's the range, just children, young adults, adolescents, uh, just a wonderful, well-rounded uh, youth development program. So, so I would imagine now, since you've been around so long, that kids who came to the, to the LEAP program um, and are counselors and went off to college are coming back and are, are, uh, having fond memories and maybe even working for leap uh, because they've they've come through it as children yes uh in my experience actually now we have a young person for example his name is darkus henry uh he's also a teacher um i want to say a lincoln bassett and apologize if i'm incorrect um however darkus was a leap kid um he was an lit he was a junior counselor he became a senior counselor now he's a site coordinator. So he was here from us essentially, again, from that seven to 24 uh, range, you know, going from, you know, K through 12 off to college and coming back and being a leader. Uh, he just comes with so much experience, but there are others who are just like him, you know, who were kids. Um, I know there was one counselor, for, uh, for instance, who went from being a counselor to now he's an aquatics team member. So just different opportunities for folks to get exposure and experience. Um, and it's great to see a lot of uh, a lot of young kids of color, especially, uh, you know, leading the program, leading the aquatics, um, but doing it not just because they uh, receive services from leaves, uh, but they also understood the importance of giving back, you know, um, and always uplifting uh, the next group of uh, leaders. Hey, Javon Soto, nice to see you. All right, so Jesse and uh, and Javon, what, what, what's your roles at the camp? What are y'all up to? Um, I'm a site coordinator. I started in 2018 as a senior counselor. Rest through the years, then I became an assistant site coordinator, and I even have a little experience with the LITs. I was assistant uh, coordinator for them for two years, 
and now a site coordinator for our children's program in Fairhaven South. And so what does the site coordinator do? Uh, I manage a group of about 100 children and about 20 staff. My staff are junior counselors and senior counselors. So that's that 16 to 24 age range. And then the children are 7 to 12. So I'm overseeing wow. the operation, uh, the day-to-day over at uh, Fairview Middle School. That's a lot of kids. Yeah, it is. It's definitely fun uh, watching the interactions between the young ones and the old ones, the young ones with the young ones, uh, the old ones with the old ones. It's it's definitely an experience, but I'm really happy to be in my role. So, Jesse, what's your role? Um, well, I started in September with LEAP as um, Director of Community Initiatives, so I'm really focused on um, community outreach and engagement and partnership building to support our programming, um, as well as family engagement. Uh, but for this year, um, because I have a background in outdoor and environmental education and program design, and um, because we had have had a return to the tradition of like outdoor programming, including overnight camping. I've been part of the team that's been uh, coordinating that work this summer. So, so there's overnight camping? Mm-hmm. Where? The- <laughs> so I think, um, you know, as a team, I'm excited that we're all on because um, I'm the newest member of the team and I can sort of speak to some of the planning we did for this summer. But um, Javon was super involved in a leadership role last summer with outdoor programming, and Albert has been involved for over many years. Um, so I think we can kind of all share different perspectives on that. But I think um, the tra- there's been traditions, and then I think this year there there hasn't been overnight camping, I believe, since um, 2019 for our children's programs. I know some of our older kids went last year, um, but this summer we went to Putnam State Memorial Park. We we have a you know a really close working relationship and partnership with the Department of Energy and Environmental Protection. And they directed us to all these youth campsites, which are specifically sites that are meant to host large groups of young people. Um, so we we brought our kids this summer to um, Putnam, which is in Reading. So, but I think- other so, how long is camp, so how long is outside camp? Like sleep, sleep camp, right? Like you spend the night. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, I think this summer we focused on day trips for the seven and eight year olds. So they went to the Sleeping Giant, um, the nine and 10 year olds, 11 and 12 year olds, and our LITs, that 13 to 15 age range, um, all did overnight trips with the exception of one, nine and 10 groups that had to be rescheduled because the weather has been kind of wild. Um, and so, and so when you see kids go to camps, is, is it a new experience for them? Like what percentage of, of kids have done overnight camp and done hiking and outside camping like do you keep up with that kind of information yeah um personally I've been really involved and when I went on my trip with the uh LIT so the 13 to 15 age gap I was just walking around and trying to survey how many of you have been camping before how many of you have gone on a hike through anything like this and majority of them it was their first time ever sleeping outside the night so it was really and what was it like for them like were they nervous were they afraid did they want their parents like what happened <laughs> they were definitely a little uh frustrated with the weather because we're in the middle of summer it is hot sleeping intense 
the bugs was a, a big adjustment. A lot of questions about bears. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And wild. I, I would have a lot of questions about bears too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I would uh, put, I would say that number is high. Um, when you do the end of the year surveys, probably three quarters of the uh, group, if not more, have never gone camping. Um, half of that group's never left New Haven. Um, you know, let alone go on any type of trip. So um, it's a great experience having kids who who have not had the experience. Um, but equally, it's uh, been good to have kids who've had experience because they come with the energy that we can't bring. Like, oh, it's going to be fun. We're going to do s'mores. We got to get sticks. Like that, to me, kind of settles the kids who who haven't gone camping and calms some of the nerves a little bit. Um, because, yeah, we, we're all going to be afraid in a sense if it's our first experience. Um, but sometimes it's great to have kids who have the experience, who've had the exposure, you know, to kind of settle uh, the other kids. And it's just we want to continue doing this. It's uh, nice that uh, it's been brought back in the, in, in effect because the uh, it's more than just camping. You know, it's bonding, it's building healthy relationships and, you know, even out hashing out small problems. You know, you can always find a space to, you know, bring therapy uh, to camping. Um, and it's just fun, no matter how afraid or inexperienced you are, it's a whole new experience. And the exposure piece is just the best dynamic, because no matter if they liked it or not, whether they had the greatest experience, more highs than lows, they're going to tell someone about it. Mm -hmm. you know? And that, that, mm -hmm. that right there may be the piece that encourages someone else to come, um, or maybe they'll go again. Okay. I love it. Yeah. All I right. So younger kids too, are just, they're young enough <laughs> that they're just excited. Oh, like yeah. they, Maybe there's nerves, but I feel like they just brought so much excitement. Um, and another piece that I think is is kind of cool is like the that we were able to ask the counselors a little bit more directly during our counselor training because we do, you know, we do a staff training that is outdoor program based and then a counselor training as well with the the 16 to 24 year olds that we've been talking about. Um, and that group, uh, the half of the folks had had been camping before, which is um I feel like if you look back, probably it used to be higher for us. Um, but I think, again, we're in this moment of like returning to this core programming around outdoor. Well, you had a whole pandemic to, you know, yeah. a three-year pandemic yeah. that sort of curtailed a lot of activity. All right. So you yeah. have camping, you've got aquatics. What what else goes on? Well, as I mentioned, you got a uh, journeys. So journeys is, I think, another good topic. Um, if I, I'll speak briefly on the LITs, um, the leaders in training, just uh, for the acronym LIT, uh, they're away um, in Washington D.C. Uh, traveling. So the staff is there with uh, all the young folks, and again. Not everyone's traveled out to state, but getting that experience again is uh, vital. But they're having fun. They're at Six Flags. Um, they're at a museum this morning before they come back, you know, um, and going down to D.C. You have all the free museums, um, which is also awesome. So um, at least for that group, and that was a double overnight trip. They left Monday. They're coming back tonight. Um, so on top of going away for an overnight camping trip, they're also going out of town for multiple nights. Um, and I know, uh, you know, Jesse uh, can speak more about the uh, maybe the children's uh, journeys, but um, that's what's going on. I wish I was in D.C. right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know is a great avenue for exposure mm -hmm. um, through journeys, through things that we do called resources. So children are uh, essentially given a resource and twice a week, 
for about an hour or two, they'll do something like chess or yoga or um, gardening or some type of athletics, whether that be tennis or basketball, just different things that you wouldn't necessarily pick up on your own and being exposed to these activities. So what time does the leap day start? Like what time do children arrive and how long can they stay? <laughs> 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. in the summer. And then so that's a long day. So you feed them, you hydrate them. <laughs> yes. Is there nap time? Like what else is happening? <laughs> you may have to wake some people up, but I don't think you have like a dedicated nap time. I'd be tired too. <laughs> now, are y'all still taking kids on city buses? Because I remember... When my kids were little, I used to see the lead kids going on the city buses with the councils, which I thought, and I was talking about this in my first hour of my show. I said, you know, that was a wonderful way for kids to get familiar with their own city by getting on the public transit and, and then not being afraid to do it because uh, you're doing it with a group, but not being afraid after the fact to sort of do it. So do y'all still take kids on city buses, city on, on city transit? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that is definitely... Uh... I think even that is super important to their development. Um, time management, knowing that you have to be at a place across New Haven in the next half hour. You need to look up the bus schedule. You need to make sure everybody's ready together. We're using bathrooms before we go. We're getting our waters filled. It's a, <laughs> Using the bus is a, a project within itself. And they're exposed to that at 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 years old. I think it's awesome. Uh, so by the time they are 16 and ready to become a counselor, there's no issues with getting to work. There's no issues with mm -hmm. you're late to work. You already did this when you were at LEAP as a kid. You should know how to do it now that you're a counselor and becoming an adult. Yeah. Oh, and I love it. And big shout out to CT Transit because they do a great job. They're very generous each year in providing uh, LEAP with bus passes uh, year round. Oh, that's really good. Yeah, so big shout out to CT Transit. So, so Jesse, talk to me about the the relationships that you try to maintain and 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 hold um, that have been with Leap for a long time, because I, I I mean I know Leap is a a, a long standing tried and true uh, program, and and so I don't think you have to kick doors down to explain what y'all do and and how great you are. But talk a little bit about the relationships with people that you have to in order to make these summer programs happen. Yeah, for sure. Um, so there, there are folks who are um, like staff that have been here for much longer than I have who hold a lot of those kind of um, like the longstanding relationships. So I think my focus is really around building new partnerships to support our programming. So my focus has been obviously like outdoor programming. Um, we just brought on uh, a mental health, like a, clinic, a clinician. So like part of what my focus has also been reaching out to New Haven and Connecticut-based organizations to work on building um, resources around mental health to like support our young people and our staff. Um, so and are you starting to see some uh, mental health in children and young people come up? I mean, everybody is sort of trying to figure out how to address those kinds of things. And I would imagine a summer program would, uh, would, would, would be in line to think about this. Yeah, I think um, just generally, right, like, like young people and teens, like this is supporting folks around their mental and emotional health is huge. And I think we all are thinking about how that can be also part of outdoor programming. But I think just obviously like with the, the impacts of the pandemic um, and the sort of like 
myriad things that have happened in terms of like folks dealing with grief or um, loss or just like not being able to be in school for multiple years. Like there's like sort of these layers of impact. Um, and I think we're wanting to build in additional support to make sure that that young people and that also like our counselor staff and our adult staff are getting the support that they need to be able to to show up and, and do their jobs and also like support these these young people. Um, so I think the other focus that I'm hoping to have like coming into this year is around supporting LGBTQ young people um, and, and also working with families um, to, to support um, their kiddos. So I think, um, yeah, there's a lot of, again, I've been really focused on outdoor programming and I think DEEP has been an incredible partner. The Appalachian Mountain Club is an incredible partner on that programming in terms of training support and access to gear like they we have like a bunch of gear we had 25 sleeping bags and sleeping pads from them this summer so there's just a lot of different ways that um, partners support the the programming that we do now do 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 parents have to pay for leap programming do they pay is it a tuition-based program no it's a it's a free program free mm -hmm. all free yeah <laughs> that's a that's a lot of good stuff for free yeah <laughs> and also just keep in mind leap two is uh if not the biggest uh you know um youth uh what do you call employer, employer mm -hmm. uh youth employer um you know um in new haven uh which is uh just means a lot every year we're looking for different opportunities to add you know um more sites which is going to bring more counselors and more opportunities to children um and i think that's i don't know if that's one thing that goes missed but uh, even the leaders in training now are part of their training program. They get paid hourly as well. So mm -hmm. the youth development model uh, here at LEAP is just uh, is pretty unique. Um, and I think for our partners, uh, you know, we support as well by attending citywide meetings um, and events, you know, just uh, to make sure that we're always supporting, you know, mm -hmm. the bigger picture, everyone in New Haven. Yeah. Well, now, do y'all run programs year round? Like, is it a year round piece? So yeah. kids can be involved in LEAP year round, not just summer. Oh, yeah. Wow. So yeah. During, the, during the academic year component, that's like an after school program, 3 to 6 p.m. Um, and during the summer, like you said, uh, 8 to 4 um, with a half day on a Friday. Um, but year round. And there's small pockets like the uh, we follow the school uh, calendar. So kind of like the February break, the spring break, you have those things. But outside of those days off, LEAP is operating all year. Mm -hmm. Wow. And, yeah. One thing we haven't like um, maybe lifted up as much. And I, I think if you want to talk about curriculum as well, like we we have a literacy focus in the summer and during the after school program during the school year. Um, and I think- So our, what do you mean by literacy program? Like, and when do you have time to do that? Cause y'all are outside all the time. I don't know. <laughs> are y'all walking and reading? What are you doing? <laughs> so in the summertime, our curriculum takes place in the morning. Uh, kids come in at 8 a.m. They'll have breakfast, do a morning meeting, all the site together, everyone in the gym, just screaming chants, having fun, playing games getting out that morning energy. And then we go into the classrooms from 10 to 12. And then in the classrooms, we'll, the curriculum team does an amazing job putting together uh, different books with activities for our kiddos to do. So they'll read, use different reading strategies, popcorn reading, read aloud, partner reading. Um, then after their counselor will help facilitate uh, a curriculum activity that has to do with the book they just read. Mm. 
So do do you get feedback from uh from public school teachers who say, you know what, I'm so glad little little JJ went to leap this summer because he you got to maintain some of that learning that went on during the during the year. Like, do you hear do you hear anything like that? Because I, I would imagine this helps them retain some, you know, some of that stuff that they had through the school year. Yeah, I would say um not only the education piece, but also the behavior piece. Um, some teachers will come up to us and be like, what are you doing with this child? How are they listening to you? Because in the classroom here at school, I cannot get it, which is pretty uplifting to hear from a, a certified educator, someone who went through their time to do this. And they're asking a 16-year-old, what are you doing with this child to get them to listen to you? So I think it's awesome. We go outside. That's what we do. <laughs> good relationships. The mentoring is a core part of yeah what we. I do. mean, do you feel like you're building good relationships? I mean, do you know these kids? Are you getting to know these kids? Because there's a lot of kids. For sure, yeah. Um, like I said, I've been here since 2018. Yesterday, I was leaving Fairhaven, and I ran into someone who was uh, a nine-year-old when I was first hired, and I was like, "Hey, buddy." You were in leap, right? Mm-hmm. He instantly dropped his bike, ran over to my car, gave me a hug. He was like, I can't believe I'm seeing you. I want to get a job there. I'm 14 now. How do I join? I was like, there's space for you. We have the LIT program. That is for 13 through 15. Get that application in and I will make sure you are pushed through. Okay. I like that. So, so, so tell me about each of you. Tell me about your experience and why you uh, why you like Leap so much and, and what has it brought to your life? If I may, um, for me, um, you know, I, I came from New York. So when you were all talking about the city buses, that was just. Well, how I, long have you been here, Al? I, I've, I've been out here since I graduated uh, from the University of New Haven, um, pretty much around 2000. Okay. Uh, yes, yeah, so I've been out here for a while. Um, and, you know, I have three daughters and, you know, each of my uh, each of them have uh, con- gone uh, come through leap, excuse me, um, whether it was uh, like a LIT, a junior counselor, a senior counselor, my 19 year old, she currently is employed here as a senior counselor at that level. Um, so for me, how has it impacted my life, um, you know, to give my time um, to, to come up here and not know anything about New Haven and then learn so much about New Haven through leap. Um, you know, so I just seen how the Leap Avenue has impacted me uh, so much so to become senior management here and then to see my kids interview and get into the programs, not just get in, but be a part of that process. And I've seen you ask the question, like, do you see the growth or the appreciation or how does it really impact the kids? My 19 year old, when she was 13 in the program, she was so introverted. I mean, she wouldn't say nothing and she would crack a smile or laugh just as a defense mechanism or just make her feel comfortable. Now you can't get her to be quiet, to see her leading other people, to see her engaging in those conversations. And it's it, this, if it were not for leap in that aspect with the social dynamic, right, the socializing and, you know, being put in position with the resources that, uh, you know, uh, Javon mentioned, the um, my daughter probably would have still been an introvert into herself. Now she's so extroverted. I need her <laughs> introverted just a little bit. From time <laughs> time. Um, but but honestly, you know, just for me, that's through my eyes is just seeing how it benefited my kids. Um, you know, it just speaks volumes. Mm. They speak volumes. And I don't know about your experience. I can go Jesse, Javon. 
Yeah. Um, ever since I joined Leap, I felt that sense of... And how long have you been with them? Uh, 2018. Okay. 2018, yep. Um, I just feel that sense of community and that, like, the people who are here belong here. And Leap gives you that freedom to do what what you want essentially so like as a site coordinator i have the freedom to run my site how i see it and i have uh, a strong passion for the outdoors so being able to take my kids from my site on these walks uh down by Longworth and looking at crabs and things like that that gives me that that lane that i can carve out for myself and Lee does a great job at allowing the the youth to carve out their own path. Nice. Yeah, I think that's what I love most. Like I um, just, yeah, feel really passionate and excited about youth leadership in the, the broadest sense. So like, I think I really love getting to work with the, with the counselors because um, I think like young people that age um, have wisdom about the world that we can build together. And I think like as an adult, I feel like my job is to sort of like get out of the way and like work, be like shoulder to shoulder, like helping to carve that path and like use whatever experience I have to like help hold that space, but to really just be here for like supporting that youth leadership and, and that vision, because I think young people truly have um, like a wisdom and a vision that is, uh, I don't know quite how to put words to it, but I think is, yeah, like the a, a more vibrant, like liberated, healthy world. Like I think, I think our younger generations are always the folks who can see that most clearly, and so I'm just like here for that. Is like supporting that vision and making that a reality. Um, and I, I think I love being around other educators. Um, it's such a blessing, and like everyone who works here, like everyone's here to like support young people's flourishing and wellness right so it's just like the staff and the counselor staff are um all really incredible committed passionate folks and so it feels like a blessing to be in a community of people that that care so much and are are so um good at at getting doing all, like holding this level of work it's really pretty incredible yeah and there's a lot there's a lot of people jesse and javon and l that um think it's very hard to sort of deal with young people because young people right now have a lot of competing distractions and competing things, whether it's what's happening at their house or in their hood or or at school or whatever. What do you want? What do you want people who don't work with children on a regular basis? And maybe to those who work with children on a regular basis to know. What do you want people to know about young people and children? That's a cool question. Yeah, I don't know. I think it just really, for me, um, I think they want to learn. You know, um, they want to be treated like a human, mm -hmm. you know, because it's all human relationships, whether it's adult, adult, youth, and an adult. Um, and they have a voice. I think that's the other piece, too. You know, um, you know, I was working in a middle in middle school of Booker T. Washington, and that's what a lot of the kids want. They just want to be heard. They want a voice. They want you to nod your head and say, you know what, that was a great suggestion, maybe not pertaining to this, but keep thinking that way, you have a mind, use it. Um, and they do want adults to, to be positive, and they want to trust adults, mm -hmm. um, you know, but they want to also feel trusted as well. 
Um, and then they also want, in my opinion, more opportunities to work together to, to, to build bonds, you know, so if, for example, if, if they're playing basketball, then Mr. Eden just join in for a little bit, maybe not all the time, because I love my knees, but once in a while, <laughs> be, a, be, a, be, a, be a part of their world, we're always asking kids to do what we want them to do, and be a part of the world as we see it, but they have their own vision, yes. they have their own voice, and, and they have their own perspectives. They just need a few more, want a few more, but kind of in a in a cool, clear, patient, calm way, because sometimes at home it's not calm. Sometimes at school it's not calm, you know, and you're really not going to hear anyone, whether it's adult, adult, youth, adult, if we're just loud, you know, mm -hmm. they just want to be able to just be heard. You know, most times and have fun with adults <laughs> and have fun with adults. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would say uh, something I want people to know about the youth is like me personally, I take the keep it real approach. I'm going to keep it real with you. You keep it real with me. Let's build this trust um, where I'm not sugarcoating anything for you. You don't got a lot of me. You're upset right now about what someone just told you in the class. Go ahead. Let's be upset together. Let's take this time to really talk about our emotions and um yeah just and also adults having humility uh towards children like, mm -hmm. like let's say i do mess up and i lose my patience and i'm just like everyone get in line right now i don't know what you guys are doing in this hallway get in line we're going downstairs and then separating yourself from that moment of pressure and saying okay Maybe I could have gone a different approach. And then sitting down that group and being, guys, uh, I didn't like the way that I would just handle that situation. That's on me. Sorry. Um, the more that children see adults doing that, then they will follow suit and realize, okay, maybe I'm the one in this situation. Let me separate myself from my emotions and what just happened and really look at it from an outside perspective. Mm -hmm. mm. I think I can only like echo what's been said, but I think like offering the level of respect that both Albert and John have just talked about, like that young people deserve um, our respect. <laughs> um, and like the importance of, for me, it's so important to like believe and operate from a place of knowing that young people and adults, but uh, are always capable of like learning and and transforming themselves, right? I think the worst thing we can do is like, box ourselves or other people in even if it's sometimes it's like a good thing right you're like you have this expectation around academic performance or maybe you start to a kid who gets labeled as like a bad kid at school that like that's not um a belief to carry that that really is can be really damaging and that there's there's so much magic that can happen when you approach every young people every young person like uh with that belief that they have good in them like that they they have gifts to bring um, and that our job is to to help support the this, the discovery of that, right? Or the the support to like help cultivate it, um, whether it's that kid is connected to it or not, to really to move that way when we're we're working with young people. Um, that that would be my wish is like that people would know that about young people and adults to like just like believe in each other's magic, basically. <laughs> I like that. All right. So when does the, when does summer end? When does the summer piece end? This Friday. Yeah, Friday is Whoa! Friday. So is there a big celebration? What's happening? Is there a cookout? What's going on? Yeah, we're having our citywide expo. Um, four leap sites. Uh, we'll be going to two different locations. And uh, there will be a representative from each leap site, one group per leap site. And they will um, 
just showcase what a piece of something that they've been working on this summer, whether that be curriculum, whether that be they're building a tent on the stage for everyone to see because they did that over camping. Um, yeah, there's so many different great expo topics going on. It's going to be a great thing to see on Friday. Now, uh, is the public invited or is this just a leap kind of vibe? I, I just realized I'm not sure. I know families are invited, but I actually don't okay. know. But if you want to come, Babs, we can. I, I know I got to be related to somebody. I'm related to somebody. In our history, those kind of always just been like an internal thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you're well, definitely invited. Come on I down. I might move in that direction. But yeah. I think that'll be, yeah, future summers, maybe your future after school components. Yeah. yeah. But I like like a big old summer wide cookout. Mm -hmm. Bring everyone down for support and family. <laughs> a, big, big, a big cookout. Put a jar out there, make people yeah. put some money in it. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, I so appreciate talking to y'all this morning. And I'm so glad that LEAP is thriving. I know the pandemic was tough for everybody. And I'm starting to see organizations come from up, up underneath that pandemic rock. Um, so it's good that uh, that I know that LEAP is uh, well and uh, taking care of our kids. And it's nice to meet y'all, Jesse and Javon and Elle. It's good to see y'all. Thanks likewise, for having likewise. us. Thanks Thank for having you. us. All right, enjoy this last week before y'all get into having kids come. Now, when do y'all start back up for uh, the school year in September? Do you get some time off? <laughs> <laughs> you get some time off when you're not seeing kids? <laughs> <laughs> Programming will start up late September. And we are, you know, we have um, the LIT program, as folks have talked about. And we have seven different school-based sites across New Haven. So registration is going to be open really soon for the after-school program. So if there are families out there who are listening, you have seven to 15 year olds that want to be in our program after school, that registration will be open really soon for, for the fall component. Oh, that's good to know. All right. Well, listen, enjoy the rest of your summer. And thank you for all the good work that you do on behalf of the children in this city. Thank you so much. Thank you. Enjoy the rest I'll, of your I'll see you out here. <laughs> I'll see you out here on these buses. <laughs> take good care. All right. Take care. Harry Droz, we're out. I'll be back tomorrow, good people, and y'all behave yourselves and uh go enjoy this beautiful day because it's lovely out. And I'll be back tomorrow morning, nine o'clock. See y'all. Thank you.